Today on CityCast Pittsburgh, gardening isn't just a seasonal hobby. For a lot of people, it can mean self-sufficiency and access to fresh produce in neighborhoods that don't have grocery stores close by. CityCast's Megan Harris and I went to visit Rainice and Teray Kelly, better known as the Soil Sisters. They're trying to feed people and teach them how to do it for themselves in Pittsburgh South Hills, one little seedling at a time. It's Thursday, May 5th. I'm Morgan Moody, and this is CityCast Pittsburgh. So Megan and I are creeping up on Mount Oliver. The right one this time. Yeah. First, Google sent us to the other one. And just as we're pulling up, here come the sisters with these huge smiles. I'm Morgan. This is Megan. Hi. It's a cute, normal little house (laughs) on a quiet, normal little street. Until you get to that backyard. This is like the last stop for the plants. Um... Whenever we're getting ready for the plant sale or when we're doing our hardening off process, which is happening with some of these plants on the rack here and on the porch. So smaller ones have to be potted up to bigger pots like that. But it's a little easier to harden them off when they're in smaller trays, lighter than when they're in the bigger trays. Oh my goodness, plants are everywhere. It's like a little forest on the porch and on a half a dozen racks along the side of their fence. Basically any flat surface they could find that's tall enough that their dog might not hit it with his tail. 100%. Um, They've got all kinds of food, uh, lettuces, kale, greens, strawberries, Brussels sprouts, even some hibiscus and bok choy. All types of varieties. Um, So we got some herbs up here. That's a whole tray of cilantro. Hey, Teray. That's her sister. Then there are some tomatoes down there, more peppers, basil. All these are peppers down there. Most of these peppers are all spoken for. Yeah, one guy ordered 500 habaneros. That's so many. All right, Megan, what does a nebby pepper do? Oh, no, I don't know. <laughs> Get jalapeno business. Ah, uh, of course it does. That feels <laughs> right, though. That feels right for city gas. Corny joke time. Uh, But about those tomatoes, yeah, they won't sell them to you, at least not yet. Yeah, the Soil Sisters are totally committed to making sure that people like us leave the store with the right information to let our new little plant babies do well. So those are not quite ready to be out, but you will find them in Home Depot and Lowe's and stuff because they just sell them. We're really trying to make sure that the gardener is actually having a thriving plant. So educating them on the time in which they should be planting things is really important. So we're like, no tomatoes right now, no peppers. Those are your fruiting plants, meaning they'll have a tomato or a pepper on it. But your leafy crop like kale, collards, all of those things can be in a cooler season. And that's a ton of work for them right now. There's the watering and normal maintenance for literally hundreds of living creatures. They said they even play the plant's music, um, mostly trap, apparently, which we appreciate. I sure do. The garage could fit two cars, but instead of cars, it's full of pots and fertilizer (laughs) and garden tools and a million of those little planter thingies. God, that stuff was everywhere. Um, But that's the thing, right? Like, Rainice lives here. This is her home, um, and it's totally consumed by vegetables and the Soil Sisters. 
And some flowers. They had a bunch of pretty marigolds, coleus, and patience. Yeah, yeah. And for those veggies, Teray and Renice are doing all of this extra work of bringing the little fellas outside for some sun and wind exposure in the morning and then back inside at night or late afternoon so they don't get too cold. Or sunburnt or, I don't know, unhappy. Do plants get unhappy? I think they get sad, yeah. So you just kind of really like slowly acclimate the plants. So each one of these trays we have had to carry out here and bring them in and out back and forth until they were at the point where they could withstand the weather um, and be out here. And so that's why everybody's looking great. They've been, yeah, they're just more than life. That's to She wants you to know that she is the younger sister. How long did it take for this to go from like seeds to, you know, these like little, little, little baby plants that they yeah, are now? An inch or two inches yeah. tall now? Yeah, they, so each, each germination process is different for all of them. Um, but most of these, for the most part, are germinating within about seven, 10 days tops. And that means like the seed has just sprouted. And then at that point, we're putting them under some lights and we'll get to see all that downstairs. Downstairs is actually their nursery. And on the way, you get to meet Votto. Hi, baby. Hi. Oh, big stretch. Votto is massive. He's actually a mastiff, and he's the sweetest dog I've met this week. And he was so well behaved the whole time, which was actually quite a while. <laughs> yeah, he was. But back to the house tour. We'll save you from the tape downstairs because their dehumidifier was loud, but it was a very impressive setup. Totally impressive. I mean, it's a typical Pittsburgh basement in a way, right? Like it was stone and kind of cold and unfinished, but also like covered in more plants and racks everywhere. Everywhere. There's probably a Pittsburgh potty somewhere down there, but <laughs> they even had a plant sitting on top of their washer and dryers. Yeah. Teray said it is totally laundromat season. Um, the washer <laughs> like is doing other duties right now. It also has a job with Soil Sisters. The basement is where they do all their germinating and they keep the plants until they're big and strong enough to start visiting the backyard. It's kind of amazing how they've devoted so much of their working lives to plants. And when I say working lives, I mean like multiple working lives. Uh, they have two jobs each. Rainice is also a full-time garden resource center manager at Grow Pittsburgh. And Teray was just promoted to assistant manager for facilities at the University of Pittsburgh. All the jobs. And it's through these gigs that they get to learn and network and try out all kinds of new stuff that maybe they then incorporate into Soil Sisters. Yeah, like Sprout Camp. I'm definitely going to sign my nephew up. He's a little young. I think the age range starts from 6 to 13, but he loves dirt. He loves being outside. So it's a perfect summer too. activity. Right. It's a perfect summer I'm activity. Jealous. You think they'll let, the, let us be in the camp? If you want to <laughs> come and wa watch my nephew, I think we can, uh, I think we can get it. Trade that off. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like that education component, that is exactly what is behind all of this. Like yeah. this total body and soul dedication that they have for teaching people how to take care of plants and find like real joy in the process. Even people like me who don't really know what they're doing yet. <laughs> if our system fails, I will not survive. I'll get maybe three days in and then that's we'll probably We'll feed you. It. It's fine. Thank you. I just, just, if you find me, feed me. Um, but I don't know how to grow anything. <laughs> but of course, Rainice has the perfect answer to that. 
Well, that's the thing about planting. You, you like people say, I don't have a green thumb. And I'm like, well, you have nine more fingers. So you got to keep trying because there's so many things to consider why it may not have worked out. Sometimes people don't drill holes in their pots or they don't have a pot with holes in it. Sometimes people are overwatering their plants. Sometimes there's not enough sun. Sometimes there's too much sun. So there's so many things that you have to take into account, which could have been wrong and that you'll do differently when you try again so that it can work. So, so I'm I'm just an at-home gardener. I got a couple of raised beds, but I've, I still make lots of mistakes. If you're just starting, how do you make sense of all of those things you just said that can go wrong? Like how where do you, where do you even begin? What what what's a good plant to start with? Well, <laughs> any of the plants. Just start with one though. People get <laughs> excessive. They want tomatoes so they're gonna buy five different varieties of tomatoes because we're selling five different varieties mm-hmm. it's like no just do one tomato and then do a lettuce and we're then, buying our groceries at the plant store yeah like you know in in something where it's going to just give you an opportunity to observe it you can't overdo it because you don't have a chance to and when you select just one of these plants of all the different crops you get to see the different growing patterns of all of them um maybe having so many different crops might be a challenge so just try one um but like the kale and collards uh lettuces those are very similar type plants so they grow the same so you can do a few of those and ideally the same type of pest management or the same type of growing conditions work for all of them so they can grow together um, you would do the same thing for like a tomato or a pepper. Yeah. Cause sometimes, you know, definitely being able to read that tag, knowing if it should get full sun or port shade, that's always important. Just getting that information, like let Google be your friend. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's if you, so funny. If you feel- like every plant comes with an instruction yeah, guide it does. and nobody wants to read it. No. Right. They're like, and, I know how to grow things. It needs water. Right. It needs light. And, it, and everybody's <laughs> a little bit different. It's just like humans, you know, we're all different. Um, and so, making sure that that plant is getting what it needs. And I think that knowing the time in which you should have it. And so the one thing about soil sisters is like, that's the one thing we pride ourselves on is like giving the knowledge. Like it's not like just taking this plant and just saying bye, because like, that's the thing. Like I've been to so many different like nurseries or home Depot where I'm buying this stuff. And I'm like trying to ask somebody and they're like, ma'am, I just work here. Like, I don't have (laughs) no idea what's going on here. Like it just, something came, I put it on the shelf, you bought it. Hey. So we're like, yeah, if you come here, we know where the soil, the seed, the pot, everything that was put into this is like our little babies. Well, we call them our grandbabies because you're the parent once you take them. And I want to know about how my grandkids are, you know? Um, and so, you go home, but we also don't want you to feel like you're just stuck with this plan and you don't know. So we let people know, like, come to a workshop, you know, put your kids in the camp so they can know early or, you know, hey, call us, email us, you know, inbox us. We're reachable. You know, like that's the the difference between shopping with Soil Sisters and going somewhere else. I can't tell you how many times I've walked into my plant store and I tell them what's wrong with my plant. And the audible gasp that I'll get from them, like, they're just like, oh, my God, you've killed it. It's so mean. It's awful. It's a terrible feeling. But these two have each other, and they've got so much knowledge, especially since starting the business officially in 2020 during the pandemic. Teray gives her big sister a lot of credit for that. I always say, Rainey's she people think I'm the older sister but Rainice is the older sister like for sure you know like the true entrepreneur like it takes someone to be that visionary and to be able to see what's going on because this was ultimately her that got us even in this whole field you know what I mean her being a mom and her saying like you know I'm going back to school for this you know we have on both sides of our uh, parents their parents come from the south we have 
farms, you know, they they did this. You know, we grew up having these things, but we just, you know, obviously got, you know, less. came back. And so she's like, you know, I want to have a nursery and I want to do this. And I'm just like, OK, you know, being a younger sister, I'm like, all right, if we're doing it, we're doing it. Like, you know, and then like her getting that knowledge from school. I'm like, hmm, you know, this is deep. And then that's what got me in grounds crew, like taking that advantage and being like the first black woman doing that at the university. So I kind of got that on the job training. You know what I mean? Um so, and then I was going to school for psychology. It was always something that I loved, but just understanding how we were able to be in tune with the plant through the body, um, all of that was great. So just having this nursery and start or starting the business, right? We did it. And then the pandemic started and we're like, well, you know, what's going on? But everybody wanted to go in and we were like, we are like on time. Like, what do you mean? Like, how is this possible? But like, even with the gardening part, okay, seedlings might not be expensive, but soil is, right? Air the pots or and all of these other things, right? Or trying to get this information. So we just were like, garden supply giveaway. We got to give this, right? We got to give back to the community or like when is like, we got to have a camp. Like, you know, we got to start with the, like, you know, it just her with these, these ideas just always bouncing off. And I'm just always like, yep, yep, yep. Like, like this do, you know? <laughs> and so she definitely was just like, her being a learning garden educator, you know, through Great Pittsburgh, it was just like, Kids have things going on through the school or, you know, we have things going on, but it's not a lot on the South end. And that's where we're from. And we really want the South side to um, just to be as sufficient as the East end or anywhere else that's going on in Pittsburgh. Um, and why not us? Why Who better than somebody who's been from over here and knows exactly what's going on and know these kids. And so we were just like an agricultural based camp that's on the weekends that can, you know, support the other camps that are going on throughout the week. It always just gives that kid an opportunity to do more um and then just they're likely to try more things if they've grown it right if we just expose them to that so not only just the food but like we're taking them to like what is that the uh where do we go to um a fox chapel audubon society and so like they learn like about insects right and just the trees and just everything that could lead you into a different career path that we weren't able to be exposed to until we became adults you know it it took me working for a university to see all these different other job options that you could have I'm like wait a minute so I really didn't have to be a singer so I really didn't have to like be good at a sport like I really <laughs> could have been a tennis I could have been like in ecologists or just any little thing that that you want to do to like it's a job it's a career like you know what I mean like those plants that you like that's a job do it love it it's Be cool that and it's really cool to show especially like younger black kids that you yeah. can do anything that you want to yes. do like, like you know we don't necessarily always have that exposure of seeing people saying. in different professions like, do it yeah you're not a weirdo because you like rocks you're not a weirdo because <laughs> you collect rainwater like there there's a job there like you know and so we're just really just trying to expose people to other things what was that exposure like for you both as kids you mentioned your parents are from the south is that right well they're parents, they're parents. yeah yes they're, yes our grandparents so like that's so that's so common for Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, and a lot of parents like the parents generation, they were like, let's get as far away from that and yep. that type of life yep. as we can. Yep. Um, so you intentionally don't expose your kids to things like agriculture because that's what we were forced to do. Right. Right. And that's I think that's why we were able to get away from it. Right. I think. Well, 
What's it like to be able to reclaim it, though? That's the most empowering part about it. So it's like twofold. You know, we had our grandparents who were semi-gardening, small gardening and whatnot. And then our parents who were just like, you know, whatever. They do their gardening thing because they're old or something. But didn't really gravitate towards what, what could be empowering about it. So for us now realizing that food is your medicine food is what will heal you food is what brings us all together what other time of day does someone say like you better be home for dinner so we know like that's an important thing food is connecting us all we want to make sure that it's healing us and when I started to just kind of be outside and realize like I didn't want to go inside not just because I was hanging out with my friends but because like sitting right here and it's grass and it's quiet and it's not I don't know what it is I don't know why it feels good and I'm realizing how much I need to connect more with the earth when we got an opportunity to it was just something like it's unfortunate that some people have this traumatic experience where they think that anytime that they're shoveling in the sun it's slave work Mm -hmm. and it's like Absolutely not. You have the option of putting that shovel down, going to go get a drink of water, talking on your cell phone, taking a selfie, saying hashtag gardening, you know, all of that. That is nowhere near what slave work is like. And because we have moved so far away from where it started, we connected that way and it shouldn't be. So reclaiming that that idea of, you know, this is not what's going to take me down, but built me up is something that we've all we've been so proud to be a part of. Yeah. And then for the next generation, trying to remove that even further. Because that's... bring joy to it. it. You know what? They are being removed in so many ways that it isn't even an idea of like, you know, connecting the benefit, you know, they're... The history of slavery is just being removed from conversations in ways that's really sad because it's just really making it seem as if it didn't happen. But whenever you are able to connect with the idea of how seeds were brought to the U.S. with braiding it into your hair, you know, you start to be really excited about your your nationality and and what you can be and what you can offer to this field as an African-American in agriculture. And in cities, but well, particularly in Pittsburgh, there's areas that are like food deserts, you know, in black communities. So is that like a driving force at all for you wanting to start a community garden and and wanting to everybody to kind of learn how to grow their own plants? Yes, that is exactly it. Um, Belsuver was a neighborhood where there were many corner stores owned by families who were residents of the neighborhood and had gardens and grew their food and sold it in the store for fresh produce. And as the years went on and as things changed, like those families moved away, their their children didn't take that up. But it just was no longer accessible to us. And the grocery stores are not just one bus ride away or not able to just walk to like, you really have to go far and out to get some food. And I don't remember my childhood being that way. So I'm just like, how can I be a part of that? When I started working at Grow Pittsburgh, like Tere mentioned, the East End is thriving in their efforts to support food access. Um, trying to dismantle food deserts. And we say we say food apartheid because the food desert would make you believe that that was something that just happened over time or you know but this is strategically planned that these communities don't have food access the way they do so people have made choices people have made choices it's not a naturally occurring phenomena yeah so so these neighborhoods um on the east end there's so many community gardens that are you know 
coming together and having farmers markets. And so the South End just really wasn't coming together in that way. And we know that it hasn't always been that time. So we not only wanted to support Bell Suver, but support other neighborhoods because while these neighborhoods are buying seedlings, they're buying it from a nursery or buying it from a box store that isn't thinking or considering our climate, our food that grows best here, the weather and conditions. Like I said, they're selling tomatoes in April, like in March. Why? Why would we? We don't need that here. I can't stand those washed out grocery store tomatoes. Like they have never been and they will never be a normal tomato color. I don't need tomatoes. Well, that's your loss. Uh, <laughs> and if Rainies gets her way, you might be trying one soon. Uh, the sisters also shared some really big news with CityCast, too. Yes, a CityCast Pittsburgh exclusive. I'll, I'll do a little dibbling and dabbling, and it's a slight reveal, but we do have keys to a storefront as well. Dun, 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 dun. Congratulations. Thank you. We got this April 1st, and so with that, we will have a retail space. It's in Allentown. We drove over to see it. Um, it's actually right by the open road, that new non-alcoholic bottle shop on Warrington. Yeah, the address is 123 Belsuver. And clearly they've been blessed because there's a painting of Black Jesus hanging right over the door. I love it so much. Um, I'm sure they probably have a few renovations in mind. It's a modest space for now. Yeah. And they've got a new nursery spot, too. Yeah. We drove by that as well. Um, it's an empty lot right now uh, by McKinley Park in Bells Hoover. Um, their grandparents actually used to live there. So even after all these years, when they move out of Rainice's personal house, they'll still be keeping it all in the family. Yeah. And they've got plant sale pop-ups happening all summer long. So make sure you keep an eye out for that. Yeah, we'll put them in the newsletter as we become aware of them. Um, but I got to tell you, Morgan, like whether it's a pop-up or a pickup, I am definitely going back for plants as soon as Rainies will sell them to me. Yeah, I need to get into one of these community gardens so I can plant something. <laughs> Only the bougie ones, though. Get on that wait list. <laughs> <laughs> Some more news before you go. The bands off our body rally marched through downtown on Tuesday evening. Pittsburgh advocacy groups and community members joined in to protest the leaked draft of the Supreme Court's efforts to overturn Roe v. Wade. If you're looking to get out there and get involved, there's another protest scheduled for 7 p.m. on Friday outside of the city county building downtown. That one is the March to Defend the Right to Abortion. Also, the nonprofit Sisters PGH is hosting a rally starting at Freedom Corner in the Hill on Saturday. You can check their page for more information. And the Pens take on the Rangers in New York tonight at 7 for Game 2 of the first playoff series. Hopefully this one takes less time than Tuesday night's game. The Pens won 4-3, but it was exhausting. Triple overtime. At least the players got to sit down once in a while because those poor refs must have been busted. And we even wore out our goalie. It was Casey DeSmith's first playoff game since Jari's still out with a broken foot. And DeSmith got hurt, too. He had to leave in the second overtime. So Louis Domingue took over and did a great job. So they're going to be back home at PPG Paints Arena on Saturday for Game 3. Well, that's another week of happenings in the books for CityCast Pittsburgh. The team this week includes Megan Harris, Francesca DeBecco, Natalie Rivera, plus me, Morgan Moody. Music is by Benji, of course. If you enjoyed the show, tell a friend, rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back on Tuesday with more news from around the city. See you then.
Rosemary, mm-hmm. you can die and come back. <laughs> and Rosemary still will have not come up. 